a world full of mundane podcasts. One show rises from the ashes. Critics are calling it outrageous. Podcasts as we know it will never be the same again. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Welcome to the show tonight. Prepare for an epic journey where every step could be your last. The destination, a place where no maps can show. The mission, to rise above the rest. The danger, unimaginable. The reward, a shit ton of weed and laughs. It's going to blow your mind. This is To Be Blood. So sit back, turn up the volume, grab your weed, get ready to light those blood. Next Gen Sports Network, powered by Fast Track Cannabis Clinics of America, Alarm Engineers, Costa Bay Inspection Services, and more. Congratulations. If you're here, you have now made it to the highest place to be each and every Thursday night. It is to be blunt, and we are stacked. We have a stacked, stacked card for tonight. Starting off, I got my man Brian Valencia. Owner of Quality Over Quantity CBD Grand Opening happening this Saturday, July 16th. He's going to be joining us in just a minute. What up, Cortez? I see you. Lou Rinaldi, resident whistleblower, investigative journalist, and more joining us around 7.20 to give us an update on the latest when it comes to the social equity licenses and more. Make sure you stay tuned into that. And then, of course, the main event. He is rapper, small business owner. He can whip up rhymes and help you grow your trees all in one day. Spark Kent, CT's own Spark Kent joining us around 7.30. It's a loaded fucking show. Don't go anywhere. It's about to be lit. And I see the chat is already popping. The comments are already going. What up, Hazel Days? What up, Lucy Roman? I see Instagram's ready to go. Audie in the house. Cortez says what up. Hazy up in this bitch. You already know we are stacked. We are stacked. 
and it just goes to show you that anything can happen on Tubi Blood. So you guys get ready, grab your weed, roll your shit up, because you already know how we do here on Tubi Blood. We're about to spark this shit up. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Are you ready? It's two B blood. And before I bring on my man Brian real quick, I just got to tell you, listen, I spent 10 minutes before this show fucking started, all right, trying to get my, uh, you know, my uh, my blood ready, which you guys know we do the ceremonial lighting, lighting of the blood every show. And, you know, I'm in the process of moving. I told you guys the other week I closed my house, so we've been moving shit back and forth. Now, I can't find my fucking, I had a giant bag of King Palms, yo, like a 25 fucking pack that I had bought. I had them in here in the studio. I got no fucking clue where they go. So now I'm scrambling. I'm over here in the other room. I'm, I'm, I got a whole 2B blunt prize shelf of shit we give away on the show. And I find these whack-ass raps, yo. These whack-ass raps, yo. Twisted hemp, it's called. Just hemp. Twisted hemp with premium filter tips. Well, let me tell you something. These things are absolutely fucking trash. Absolutely. I rolled first blunt. This is the first blunt. It just disintegrated disintegrated so i said all right i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna grab myself uh another one there was a two-pack it was a fucking two-pack i'm like all right i got the king palm filter i'm gonna put in here i'm gonna make it real nice yo get that bitch in there start rolling that shit next thing you know the fuck bro it just it literally split it split boom so <laughs> to be blunt Apparently this week is to be joy and the worst part. And I really, really hate to say this because this is honestly upsetting in my book, but all I could find in a pinch in my prize bin were these fucking little ass clear fucking joint papers. So I got to roll two of these little shits for the show. Fucking Dayo. I got no clue how the fuck this happened today. So we're already starting off fucked up. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have that. You know what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my dab ring real fast too. That'd be a good idea to have. wrong with the doctor dabber that's gonna happen when i get spark <laughs> i split two butt dutches and i made a fucking giant mess here i don't even know if this shit's gonna light we're gonna find out i hope i really hope it does We got liftoff. Let's go right to our first guest. My man coming in, Brian Valencia. What's up, brother? What's up, bro? How you doing? Not bad, man. How you doing? How you doing? Welcome to the show. First time on. I love I loved to see that. Congratulations. Uh, Big weekend for you. Yeah, it's uh, for all of us. For all of us. For all of us. 
Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so tell me more about this quality over quantity CBD opening up on 71 North Turnpike Road, Wallingford, Connecticut, 06492. Big opening this Saturday from 12 to 8 p.m. And y'all giving out free joints if you present the little coupon flyer you can find on the Instagram page. So Yeah, I definitely want to say that we have limited stock. So if you come in, make sure you know, you're in here first. And uh, once they're out, they're out. But uh, if you come back within the weekends, like perpetual weekends after that, I'll definitely take care of you guys. Uh, we just have a limited quantity for the for this weekend. Uh, but yeah, man, let me let me get into it. So just to kind of give you an idea, Quality Over Quantity CBD is a distribution business that works with local farmers uh, like Louis, Luis Vega from Weba Farms, uh, also Mike Goodenough from Sweet Hill. So, you know, we partnered with these farms. Uh, they produce all the products. We, we get them directly from the farm. Um, I also work with uh, Custom 420 out of Madison. And then in that concept of thinking, now it's all local, right? So people buy from us. They support three different, I guess, businesses at the same time uh, from one purchase. Now, the individual store where I am right now, it's a it's a it's an 800 square uh, 800 square feet location or foot location, and with this space in mind, uh, I only reserved about 40 square feet just for the CBD. And the reason why I want to kind of get into it because this is something that we've been holding off. Um, we will be doing CBD consultations. I'm actually on my I'm at my desk right now. So tell me more about this consultations. What do the consultations include? So, uh, wait, uh, can you repeat that? What do the consultations include? What was that question? Oh, so the consultations are great for, uh, so it's a uh, great for knowledge. knowledge uh, let me backtrack. When I get super excited, I start to stutter. <laughs> so let me, let me I know you're excited to get on so, the show here, man, but we got to bring okay, it yeah, back a little bit. I got to know what the consultations are. Super simple. Yeah, now that makes sense. So basically, just for people who are not knowledgeable in the industry of cannabis as a whole, they want to have an understanding of what the products can do for them. Or if they just want to come by and have someone to talk to via what milligram or dosages they said they should consume, that's exactly what I'm here for. Uh, but aside from myself and what CBD or what we're doing here, really what I wanted to get on here for is to kind of uh, shout out the space in itself. It's called Local Market. Local Market is for small businesses, entrepreneurs, or individuals who want to get business out to the, to the world. Uh, really, you know, to the local the, the state of Connecticut, but if they want to get out to whatever. Anyway, we can help them get to the next level. That's exactly what we're here for. Um, the end of it is called like an indoor small business park, basically. Really? See, um, I've never heard of this. This is in Wallingford. <laughs> it's uh, so think of like a think of like a like an indoor session, right? Like you, you, people would go into these sessions, and there's different vendors. Right. Same concept. The only difference is we're offering CBD products as our product of choice. Um, the great thing about it is that we have different vendors, like. A lady who will be offering tumblers in different sizes, but she makes them custom. Uh, we're going to have Connecticut, uh, so they're going to come out, represent their lifestyle brand. Uh, we do have Beast Twisted Eats to come out and pre present their products. So really just giving us all small businesses an opportunity to have a voice, like I said. That's um, pretty cool that you're working with these local businesses and helping uh, local guys come up and using that as your source for your products. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, left and right. I mean, it's... Uh, how can we work together as a community now that you know something is established and especially with all the laws and regulations that are coming around um, how can we continue to be involved like together personally um, you know being like going to those like the, the vendor events they were they were awesome because I got to feel more support I didn't feel like I was just myself in this industry like knowing that there's more people 
that are involved and that want to continue to pursue and expand this as a whole, that's exactly what we're here for. So um, anyway, we continue to progress and and expand in a, in a positive direction. Uh, that's whatever I can do on my end. Um, it's just communication, conversation, because those are the, the keys to this. So let me ask you then, uh, hopefully you're not frozen. What what sets you guys no. apart from uh, the other CBD stores in the state? There's a lot of them popping up, man. It's it's not like you're jumping into a small fucking market and you're just gonna make a stamp. There's you know these CBD stores are popping up all over the fucking place. So how do you how are you gonna you know stand up to the rest of them? Like what do you, what's gonna separate you from the rest? Is it like how are we gonna compete with the with the businesses that Absolutely. are currently established? Well, you know we've been established business for the past three years online and you know via directly socially i i go and i i'm a part of these in, like these events you know because of that branding side of it to get my word out um we are partnered with uh like um it has yet to go through but we have uh, a partnership coming up with uh, hearst media uh to get out to the whole state of connecticut not just you know through facebook and instagram to a small portion of people we want to make sure that we're impacting all 3.5 million people within the state, <laughs> if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But now also you guys are, you're kind of taking the, uh, the sesh idea, right. That you were just mentioning before. And you guys are throwing, uh, these legal free market events happening on sat on the weekends. Tell me more about these and how those are going to work for you. So, um, it's, it's not, so me personally, I just want to be honest in a, in the most humbling way, you know, um, I'm only 26 to keep in mind. I started when I was 23. And since then, you know, the business has progressed in a positive direction where, you know, we're now in multiple states and now we're also in multiple stores. But at the same time, like once we were on Telemundo a couple months ago, I feel like uh, once that we got to a certain level of comfortability, now we can just progress and rather than taking like and taking our time to continue to like do something greater and better rather than like speeding through and just like burning and crashing. I don't mind taking my whole life because I'm 26, right? So I want to live until I'm 106. So I have 80 years to do everything that I want to do. So in that concept of thinking, now I, I'm spreading my life out. How I And then my business adapts to my personal life because like business and personal are me in one way. It's just creative side is what you physically see with business. Um, with the local market in itself is giving people, like I plan on doing these all over the state. And we've already looked at locations, things are already set and, you know, the ball's already dropped. But that's, you know, starting in the weekends, we're going to do Saturdays and Sundays. And then um, the vision is to be Monday through Sunday, every day of the week. You're going to be running these events daily. That is the vision. That is the goal. Um, as long as we have support and help from the community and just from everybody as a whole, that would allow us to continue to progress. Yeah. And obviously, just to be clear, this is our these events are THC free. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, THC free. Yeah. So actually, just to give you an idea of like products that we have, so this is actually, I said Weppa Farms is one of the companies. This is the ground coffee that we have, um, three ounces infused CBD isolate with the ground coffee. Put it in your coffee maker. That in a joint in the morning, yo, that's that's a vibe. I'm be honest with you. Now, our hottest sellers right now are the catnip and the dog treats. So. Uh, same concept, right? These come from Wetbuff Farms, the thicker, the thicker one. Uh, this is actually this is coming from us. So the catnip is coming from quality or quantity. Um, it's a one-to-one -one infusement of CBD to catnip. Really? Um, and because the cats are not, yeah, dude, it's super. It's a vibe. So social. So just to give you an idea for the the pet treats. 
uh, dog treats and catnip, social and separation anxiety, key. That's exactly what they're made for. But let's say there's like fireworks or there's thunderstorms, whatever the case may be, when they are anxious to do something, just kick, give it to them and they'll relax. Uh, same concept if like you have people coming over and the dog rushes up to them, that's a great time. Um, if they're in heat or just overall, like if they're pregnant for the females, whatever the case may be. But yeah, they're super, super, super. Yeah, this actually... Uh, we have the dog treats. We have dog treats in three different types. So we have the super strength, uh, regulars, but we have them in two sizes. We have it for big dogs and then little dogs. And then we also have the catnip. Yeah. So just to give you an idea, it's like it's not just it's far greater than just ourselves as individual humans. It's like, like how can we impact the world as a whole, starting with dogs and cats, eventually getting into other animals as a whole. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. Listen, congratulations, bro, uh, on the opening this uh, this Saturday. It's going to be going down. Uh, 71 North Turnpike Road, Wallingford, Connecticut, 06492. Quality over quantity CBD from 12 to 8 p.m. Check them out. Thanks for joining me, bro. I appreciate you, brother. Have a good day. Don't go nowhere. The controversial Lou Rinaldi joining us in just a second on 2B1. Grab your weed. It's time to roll up. It's to be blunt with Peasy. To be blunt, very revealing. And I'm sure that's about to get even more revealing as we bring in our next guest. You guys know him on Instagram as CTMMP Data. My friend Lou Rinaldi joins the show. <laughs> Good evening. Good evening. Hello, BZ. Oh. I, like how, I like that you introduced me like a pro wrestling heel. I, I feel like, like I do everything like pro wrestling because I, I well, I'm a pro wrestler, so I, <laughs> I'm, I'm the heel in this situation. You're the heel? Right? Like, I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah. you are you know what and technically lou i'm gonna go ahead and agree with you 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 technically are kind of the heel and in, in to ct for most people but you're also like one of those guys like uh that teeters on the edge like do you remember when the nwo came in and they were the bad guys but then all <laughs> of a sudden all the fucking kids started realizing that being bad was cool so everybody started rocking the nwo shirts that's you. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted I wanted to open by saying, uh, for the record, I don't want to live to be 106. Uh, <laughs> I hope I kick out of here long before that. I agree on that uh, one, also, too. That's a big goal. I wouldn't want to go that far. <laughs> also, I'm very sorry to hear about your combustion struggles, my friend. Bro. I hope that the situation improves <laughs> in short order. Nobody, Nobody likes to be all excited for something and then get let down by a disintegrating blunt rap three times like first i couldn't find the fucking things then the two of them broke on me i was like jesus the lou world order no content good, Crow says lou world the order, lou world order. We already i also that. loved i i noticed in the video the spark kent video during the during the lead up uh i was just there where he shot that video i was just walking my dog there come on crazy. i can't wait can't wait to hear what he has to say when he's on Really? Uh, and and Mr. Valencia with the dog treats. I I ran into him for the first time at the High Bazaar. 
And the conversation was great because I walked up to his table. I had a big smile. I said, Hey, how's it going? He's like, do you support local? And I said, let's talk. <laughs> and we, we talked for like a half hour. It was an incredible conversation. I bought some of the dog treats and my dog seemed to dig them. So that's the first time I ever actually talked to him. Really? We only chatted like two sentences each going back and forth just to book, you know, the, the, interview. but I had no clue that he had so much of that stuff or that he was even, you know, doing shows beforehand that he had before he had the store. So it was wild. I mean, I give him credit for his ability to kind of self market and whatnot, because his approach definitely got my attention just coming right out, straight out, asking me to my face, do you support local? But it was kind of like everyone's in, inclined to say yes to that question, right? But then he, of course, is peeling back layers of the onion. So smart dude. I think he's going to do all right, and I wish him well with his opening. Uh, that's that's a pretty cool uh, pretty Enough cool for thing. the fun stuff. Let's get into the heel stuff. <laughs> <laughs> The heel stuff, the heel stuff. So it's been, it's been quite a week. It's been quite a week in the state of Connecticut. Yeah, man. So we had the big, yeah. the big license lottery happen this week. Yeah. Tell me That's about, nice. tell me about that shit show. So the, uh, the social equity council, uh, met on Tuesday, Tuesday, the 12th. And they were primarily uh, looking, they had a recommendation from their contract partner, Cone Resnick, um, which apparently does more than just this for the state. Um, but there were 41 applications to uh, social equity cultivator licenses. This is the cultivator license. And just to kind of give some context there, the reason the state is awarding these first is because by law, per the regulations, when the adult use market goes live, Retail locations cannot open unless there's a certain threshold of supply ready to go in the pipeline. Oh, okay. So that's why they want it. They want to get these cultivators up and running right quick. So 41 applications and Cone Resnick, after reviewing the criteria set by the council, determined that 25 of those 41 did not comply. Of those that were non-compliant, about half were for ownership and control reasons, and the other half was for income and residency issues. Uh, two of the council members actually voted against accepting these recommendations because they felt there was too much ambiguity around uh, the criteria, and they felt that anytime there's ambiguity in situations like this, people of color are the ones who end up suffering as a result of it. So shout out to council, council folks, uh, Betts and Gordon, who voted no. Anyway, uh, the, the, the people, they didn't name who got those licenses. All they did was they approved the recommendation, and now it moves on to round two of vetting that's done by DCP. And we know how well they've handled everything up to this point, so there's definitely not going to be any problems there. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, of course not. So the – the thing that everybody wants to know, right, is who got the license, who got the license. So all we know publicly is that there's two residents of Bridgeport, five from Hartford, okay. three from New Britain, okay. and then two in Waterbury, and then one each in Manchester, Middletown, Southington, and Stanford. Now, I know there's, a, I know there's some not great, uh, or should I say there's some some you know people think stanford is a certain way and i know it's not 100 percent that way 
But I would challenge anyone to tell me where is the disproportionately impacted area in Southington. The only thing I can think about is Darling Street. But if anybody knows <laughs> Southington, if anyone knows where the where the DIA is in Southington, please let me know. I'm confused. I'm confused by that. But yeah, so that's where it's at right now with the social equity thing is, uh, oh, and one other thing I want to point out, very, very interesting developments today. Um, you know, one of the council council members, Avery Gaddis, at one point gave his fellow council members a hard time over spending so much time talking about the, the, their own logo. Uh, like, hey, can we not spend a lot of, I'll have my kid draw it for you, I think was the thing he said. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, he said and, his daughter draw it. I, I heard yeah, him say that. Yeah. So the funniest part of all that, PZ, is that the time that they wasted talking about the two logos that were up there, it was all for nothing. Because by law, you cannot have the image of the cannabis leaf included in any marketing or advertising materials for anyone who provides cannabis services as part of their business. So, and we got confirmation of that. If you go in and check my stories, the, uh, the, the person who presented on at the council meeting personally replied and said, yeah, we are removing it now because we, you know, I guess nobody what? told them. These are so, the yeah, logos, by the way. I just want to bring this up here right from Lou's uh, page. This, they did it. They passed the law in Connecticut, for those of you that don't know, that literally says you cannot use the leaf in any logo or advertising for rec cannabis. And here we are, the Social Equity Council popping up with their logo with a big green weed leaf on there. Yeah. How, it's, how? It's, it's very emblematic. It's very emblematic of the whole approach to the process. Oh, I just got a text. Just just checked. No DIA in Southington. Yeah. So that's going to be real interesting. That's going to bear some following up because they were only supposed to be selecting applicants or I should say they were only supposed to be recommending applicants who are within a DIA. So uh, that'll be interesting to follow up on. And the logo stuff, I mean, it is what it is. But it's, what I was trying to say was that it's emblematic of the, the way they've approached this process so far. And I get it. They're in a tough spot. I'm, I mean, yes, I'm an asshole, but I'm not an unreasonable guy. You know what I mean? Like, those folks are in a difficult spot. They're, they are somewhat constrained by the, the, the legislation, and they kind of have to march to the, the drumbeat that's being played. But at the same time, if you were in a position to undo generations of injustice just by using the voice that you had in a moment because you happen to have the spotlight on you at that moment and you fail to act how is history going to remember you how are you going to be looked back on and you know when you had the opportunity to move this thing forward and finally do this the right way the right way which is getting rid of the lottery and opening up the micro tier of the market to 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 anyone who uh who is able to you know put up a modest application fee so that's you know that's what's happening there there's a, um, I did, I wanted to make sure I touched on a couple of other things, good things. I want to share some good news. I like, you know we're I mean? finally going to get some good news, dude. I want to share some good news. So you mentioned earlier uh, in, in the chat at the time that, that Audi was there. Uh, Audi is, for those who don't know, is a, uh, a cannabis cultivator in, um, I'm not going to say where, and... <laughs> Anyway, uh, he has a stash and dash that he did starting yesterday. It's going to be a weekly stash and dash. And for those that don't know, that's where he takes some of you know his products and just puts them in a public place. And the first person to get there 
uh, can claim it. What? So it's kind of like a finders keepers thing. That's and cool. uh, Normal Moms Club actually was one of the two the two who got it last night. Come on, so why am I not yes. surprised that Normal Moms Club got it? <laughs> <laughs> She's on it. She's on it. You know what I mean? Absolutely, so, she is. So Audi Audi is looking for suggestions. So maybe in the comments, if you're watching live right now, um, if you have a suggestion for a town or city where you would like him to do a stash and dash. The other thing he asked me to mention was that he is currently seeking um, U.S. military veterans in need of cannabis uh, flower. He is looking to connect veterans with uh with cannabis at no charge at no cost to them um so if you are a veteran if you're out there struggling you're having a hard time getting good medicine um you can reach out through me or you can reach out to audi directly he's got you covered he's got you so wanted to make sure that we got those points in there too that's awesome man stashing grabs that's really cool it's nice to hear some good news coming out of the community uh i've i fully support helping veterans and i think uh, cannabis is a very useful tool for them, especially those who have been deeply impacted, who suffer from a lot of mental health or even physical yeah. ailments. You already yeah. know how that works with uh, cannabis. I don't have to explain all that, but I, I, I think that's awesome. You know, my wife's uh, my wife's father is a veteran, so like you know, it's it hits close to home. I think that's great. Definitely. So I've had I've had a couple of veterans on my Instagram lives uh, over the last few weeks, and. It's just, you know, it's, it's the same issue that we keep coming back to with everything, PZ. It's about eliminating the stigma. It's about normalizing positive, productive cannabis culture in a way that, that is no longer stigmatizing medicine and is allowing uh, folks that serve their country to just find some relief. So real good stuff. Anyone who's working for, for vets in the cannabis space, uh, please, if, if we haven't already been in contact, please get in touch. And I'll make sure that, you know, the, the right resources get connected and we'll keep moving this thing forward. That's um, my hope. Make sure you pass on that. Uh, Lucy Roman wants them to do a stash and dash in Middletown. 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 Right, and we got Eastern go. CT in the in the comments. And uh, Audie also says Wave Waverillo, who's been killing it in the fucking comments, cracking me the fuck up over here, by the way. <laughs> and uh, they said they do stash and dashes, too. So, um I guess these are a thing that I didn't realize that was happening so much of. Uh, Troy says Colchester, you know. Wow. So Devil's Hop Yards, you know. So, I mean, I think we have a lot of good ideas here that we're getting in the comments. We got Donna Taylor. My dad is a Vietnam vet he uses daily. There you go. See? There you go. One other thing that I'll say is that Connecticut – has uh, unfortunately the dubious distinction of being one of only two states in the nation with a regulated cannabis market that is going to be having caps on THC uh, levels potency for the adult use market. Uh, they've already got over 120 uh, uh, businesses up there, you know, signatories to an effort to repeal those caps. Um, and in the meantime, down here, we've just kind of like been like yeah cool no problem no big deal it's going to be an issue for us eventually i think it's something that we may want to start organizing around now and i think we can follow vermont's lead and i'm happy to help with that effort so if anyone would like to partner on that you know how to get me let's do it hell yeah dude hell yeah anything else before we let you go brother no just thanks again for keeping it going pz keeping the conversation going in a positive way i and i can't wait to see the the things that we're going to come up with next and i'm looking forward to spark 10 Hell yeah, brother. Again, Listen, bud. I appreciate you coming on, bro. 
All right, peace. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Spark Ken live on 2B Blunt. Hey, yo, boss man. Hey, bud, what's going on? Welcome to Get Welfare Now. How can I be your slave for knowledge today? Yeah, man, I'm here looking for one of those indestructible brick phones. I keep on dropping mine on the work floor, and I just can't keep paying $1,000 for these things. Listen, man, I hear you, but uh, this is Get Welfare Now. We only have the latest and greatest. Uh, best I can do is like an iPhone 10 with an outer box. Come on, man. You, you got to do something better than that. You got to have a Razer Tang 3000, a Nokia 4900, or even a Mega Clam. Motorola. What a Motorola Mega Clan. Listen, man, like I said, we only have the latest and greatest here. Alright, how about you get on that little computer right there and you, you find something in your, your little warehouse or whatever? Oh, oh this, let me check. You know what I do have? What you got? I got a piece of shit owner in a Steve Harvey suit, Gary V wannabe, trying to micromanage this rinky dink phone store and everybody in it via Microsoft Outlook. Writing checks is stupid ass can't cash. That's what I got. You know what? Let me get his info pronto. Oh, you want it? Okay. Oh, yeah. I wake up early morning, see the Lakers lost, celebrate late, now I'm breaking down the 8th of Mars. Give it 30 minutes, I'll be taking off, headed to my basic occupation where I hate my boss. Big Lawson, living in tents, his daily driver is a rental, written business expense. Washed up like driftwood, just stuck in the past. Silly goose, stop the line, always ducking my ass. Anytime I'm off the schedule is when he appears. Scared to face me as a man, that's a feminine fear, but deep down, he's a Slacking the tricks. Who needs a raise when you're a rapper? Kid, you're practically rich. But listen up, you bummy money hungry whore. For every worker that you fire, there's a hundred more in store. So when the story gets told and the truth's exposed, don't be surprised by the wetness when your roof implodes, motherfucker. If you hate your boss, here's the remedy. Step up in the building with the big dick energy. Tell them that he sucks and he's garbage. You ain't giving no bucks, you gon' get bucks regardless. If you hate your boss, here's the remedy. Step up in the building with the big dick energy. Tell them that he sucks and he's garbage. You ain't giving no bucks, you gon' get bucks regardless. His character is hardly even amateur. Stringing me along with a promise to be your manager. 12 months neglected, rejected for an interview. Yet you ponder why respect is super hard to give to you. Store burning from the rust on the furnace. Yet you got the nerve to ask about my customer service. Buster, you should be concerned with all the dust on the surface. When it comes to selling phones, it's way you nothing but worthless. Throw it back to last winter. What the fuck were you thinking? Old woman slips and falls. Now she must have been drinking. You called the rapper, asked him if he seen it himself. Expecting him to lie just so you could cover your wealth. Luckily for her, my friends got more balls than that. Speaker phone had me feeling like an almanac. So start stalling, Jack. Boy, I let the claws detract. Here's another chance. Give me that advance. Send a stamp. Call me back. Call me back. If you hate your boss, here's the remedy. Step up in the building with the big dick energy. Tell them that he sucks and he's garbage. You ain't giving no bucks, you gon' get bucks regardless. If you hate your boss, here's the remedy. Step up in the building with the big dick energy. Tell them that he sucks and he's garbage. You ain't giving no bucks, you gon' get bucks regardless. Eyes blinking. 
blinking redder than recording lights. My check is short tonight. It's got me wondering what corporate's like. And if they treat you irresponsible, it's sort of right. Cause nothing matters when you live in that performance life. I'm crossing rivers, climbing mountains of truth. My bed sheets got a higher threat count than his suit. He's the epitome of two face. Literally a true case of what happens when children never learn to tie a shoelace. Cheaper than a canna, bubble gump tuna. Fuck a promotion, I should've grabbed the pump sooner. Posted in the paint, but you never don't do ya. Son looks entitled, so I call him Trump Jr. Booyah, sick and embarrassing debt. Too wiry, won't fire me, he's scared I'll collect. Personal pockets are the only thing he cares to protect. But I'm Japanese with the beef, serving it rare as it gets. Hey, Spark, come in, take a seat. Would you say you're happy here at Get Welfare now? Man, be a little bit better if I could smoke some weed on break. Listen, listen, listen. Me and the higher ups <laughs> are thinking, you know, I know you've been here two years, you're very knowledgeable, you know, got a lot of product knowledge. But, um, you know, me and the guys think it's time for you to spread your wings. Spread my wings? Yeah, you know, like, why don't you go try to sell cars or drugs or something? I heard there's money in that. Bro, I put money in your pocket for over two years, and this is the fucking thanks I get? Fuck you and this company. Catch you on the flip side. Step up in the building with the big dick energy. Tell them that he sucks and he's garbage. You ain't giving no fucks. You gon' get bucks regardless. If you hate your boss, here's the remedy. Step up in the building with the big dick energy. Tell them that he sucks and he's garbage. You ain't giving no fucks. You gon' get bucks regardless. It's to be blood with PZ. To be blood podcast, we are back, and I hope you guys are ready. The main event for tonight: local CT rapper, small business owner, entrepreneur, and more. You might know him. From Spark Kent joining us live. What's up, brother? Here. Going on, PZ. How you doing? Not bad, bro. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm hanging out with some of my uh, my friends here, doing a little medicating. That's right. You know, I gotta medicate too, bro. I gotta I gotta light this other pathetic joint I have rolled here. <laughs> pathetic? Nah. Let me see. Let me see. I mean, it's all right, but bro, it's just not a blood, you know. It's just the cellophane joint. Yeah, bro. It's, did you? You must. Did you miss the start of the show, dude? I tried to roll this fucking blunts last minute. I couldn't find my pack of king palms, and I fucking found these wraps, and then wrote both the wraps disintegrated, bro. Disintegrated in my hand as I'm rolling the blunt. All I could find last fucking minute were these fucking cellophane wraps on my fucking prize pack, my prize shelf, bro, for giveaways. And I was like, fuck, I'm desperate, bro. I don't want to be sitting here ripping my bong the whole time, bro. It's like a it's like a novelty joint though. You need one of those every now and then. Something like that, yo. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk Spark Kent, bro. Spark Kent. You've been in the game for a little bit. Tell me about how the fuck let's let's take it back, bro. Right? When did you start getting into music? Probably like like eighth grade. So that would have been like two thousand and eight, two thousand nine. I started writing 
probably started performing out live in like uh 2010 i think i did like my first big public show uh that was uh with mac miller on the kids tour at uh toad's place damn you got to perform with mac miller bro it's legendary that was bad wild that's dope hell yeah yeah, bro yeah that happened pretty fast you started in 08 and by 2010 you were fucking opening up for mac miller (laughs) it was i didn't even know who he was like three months prior and the the dude that really brought me into uh music this kid Rashawn. He was like, yo, you should check out this song. It's called Nike's on My Feet. I was like, all right, yeah, play it. And, you know, I was like, this is fire. And then, like, three months later, I get the call uh, from, you know, a friend of mine. She's like, the fuck? I am. Ah, shit. I get the call from a friend of mine. She's like, do you want to, uh, uh, you know, open for Mac? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I just heard his stuff. And, and that was it. I met Tree J that night. I don't know who Tree J is, but very cool dude. He introduced me to Mac, like, later on in the night. And, had a little funny interaction, but anyway. Was that like your first major show? Yeah, for sure. I was doing like the shows uh, up above at Lily's Pad for probably like a year prior to that, just bringing out like five, ten people a show type. I remember they were doing the local, the local uh, like showcases up at Lily's Pad. Actually, uh, shout out Sotorious and Political Animals. They actually headlined the very, very first show I ever did, like really publicly, and that was upstairs at Toad's. And yeah, I think it was like 2009. Dude, 2009, bro. And that's incredible for like a quick start, man. I mean, if you just started doing music in 08 and you were doing shows like that in 09, that's pretty fucking impressive. Like, were you always into rap? Was that always kind of your thing? Um, So not really. Like, I kind of started out listening to whatever my uncles would show me or like my father before I left Florida, which was like ACDC. Hell yeah, uh, dude. That's my like, shit. <laughs> my uncle showed me like Blink-182, Sublime, a lot of like just alternative type music. And then um, I would say like 6th, 7th, 8th grade is where I started like diving deep into hip hop, you know? What's the artist that got you into hip hop? Um, The person that made me feel like I could do it just off of the stuff that I was going through and the, the experiences I had at a young age, I would say it would probably be Eminem stupid obvious answer but but then the person that made me uh want to be better and continue to build my craft and my skill set would be uh like slug from atmosphere most deaf guru from gangstar just to name a few you can see a lot of that influence in your style like 100 percent, man <laughs> like Thank you. that's pretty Thank you. it's pretty wild oh dude i mean 100 percent. i mean even as i'm watching the music videos like before we started the show and on break just now like, of course, I listened to your shit plenty before that, but, like, I'm just, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, dude, this guy reminds me of so many of the classic hip-hop shit, dude. Like, and it's it just, uh, even, like, um, ASAP Rock, you know, shit like that, dude. Like, uh, you really bring that kind of vibe in there, which is dope. He, he is way more vocabulary-wise technical than I. Technical-wise, but, but I, I feel like the style, I feel like the flow, I feel like a lot of, I see a lot, I, I hear, I shouldn't say see, I hear a lot of the similarities. Or, I've listened, I've never, that's the first time I've heard uh, ASAP Rock, so that's cool. Really? Oh, man, my wife yeah. introduced me to him, and... um I yeah, we've been fans since. So like, I, that's why I feel like I get a lot of that. That I mean, that's that shit's dope, bro. So you started opening for Mac Miller. You're doing all these big shows, and you really started to take off. I you're taking off all over the state. What would you say like right now has been your biggest show you've done to date? 
Um, like in terms of like who the artist like I performed with was, or just in terms of like how many people were there. I mean, maybe just in terms of uh, just personal feel. Like, what would personally to you? I mean, my my personal what I think was probably like the pinnacle so far for me. Yep. was opening up for uh, KRS One and Toads. Dude, that's 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 big that money right show. there, dude. KRS One's yeah. no fucking joke, bro. That's a fucking legend too. Hell yeah! I just recently performed with uh, Rod Digger out in uh, Worcester too. Bro, how are you getting these 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 shows? That's what I gotta know. Because I gotta tell you, as a rapper myself, I feel like I'm slacking on my end because I don't even know half these events that are happening. You must have like a yeah, great. I mean, dude, honestly, like the the best advice I have that I would say I've learned in the last couple of years is just that like networking is everything. It's super key because like when I was first coming up, like I didn't have a manager, I didn't have anybody to tell me like right from wrong, like this is how you're supposed to act, behave around these people, or like. I just was myself all the time. And, um, like, over time, I kind of just uh, progressed to work on, like, more of the networking. Is guess what I was trying to get to the point of that. You know, uh, it's that everybody has a dream. Everybody has something that they love to do. So it's, like, the quicker that you can connect to somebody else and try to, like, listen to what their dream is and maybe possibly help them in some type of way, like, that goes a lot further than I think a lot of I want at, least, to, at least rappers would think. And I want to take it back because you talked about being yourself, man. And obviously you're not, you know, uh, the model of your average rapper. Do you feel no. that being yourself coming up kind of puts you in a position where people didn't maybe take you seriously? Oh, yeah, absolutely, bro. I got, like, picked on so much when I was younger, like, eighth grade when I was first, like, starting to release songs and shit. Like, truthfully, like, I started only releasing songs because I was getting bullied in school. And I was listening to a lot of Eminem at the time. And it was just like, oh, you know, this guy, he was a song called uh, Brain Damage where he talks about this bully that he had. And uh, I kind of was just like, oh, if this guy can do it, like maybe I can try to do it. And uh, kind of it worked. I don't know. Within like a week, everybody was talking about, yo, did you hear that diss track? And I was like, wow, the power of words are like wicked crazy, like a lot heavier than people think. Dude, the words uh, can affect people. Yeah, so much that you would really not know. Like I, I, as an artist, you, you know, when you hear someone tell you how you've like affected their life, it's a feeling that you will never get from anything else. I'm, oh, I, at least that's my opinion, because that's happened, and I know, like, it just it's it's such a crazy feeling. It motivates you. It motivates you, bro, to do like just to keep doing. You know what I mean? And and even for me, like, I'm not, I like, I'm not a very I'll go ahead and say I'm not a very versatile rapper by any means. Like I really stick to what I fucking know. And you know, that's just what I do. And it just been, I've been successful doing it. But uh, I feel like I also ran into a lot of issues coming up too, man, because people, no one really took me seriously. And I was always rolling around with all these rappers from fucking like Hartford and shit. And I'm always like doing these shows and I definitely don't fit in with the crowds. And I'm probably in places that I definitely would not be able to hold my own. in if shit went down, <laughs> like, you know, like it's been crazy. Like you do some crazy shit, bro. And, and getting to the point now, you know, where you have the respect, you know, that you didn't have when you first started, man, like you're getting now. There was like a, a thing on Facebook going around for, for a long ass time. I related with it very heavily growing up and it said uh, like too nerdy for the hood, too hood for the nerds, you know? I feel that exactly. I was always a nerdy dude, bro, and I never could hide it. You know what I mean? I never could. I've always tried to like, you know, come off like, you know, 
Like I was fucking cool as shit, but I was, you never could hide it. It's just, it's a thing. Let me ask you though. You know, you just gotta be yourself. I feel like in hip hop, especially like people can like sniff that shit out. Like the more fake you are, like, I don't know. Dude, I felt like as I progressed, all my shit got went from like super heavy to like lighter and lighter. And like my last album was like pretty much like a spoof comedy. I mean, it was just like stoner songs. Like it was, you know what I mean? Like it just takes it to a different level. But, right, right. But speaking you of that, some for everybody though, so that's good. That's awesome. But what? How did when did cannabis come into play for you? So. <laughs> This this guy back here is my boy Sam. <laughs> What's up, Sam? <laughs> yeah, uh, back in what? Was fucking right out of high school, right after high school, right after high school. So like, probably like 2012, 2013, I want to say. Um, he wasn't always a fan of cannabis. I wasn't always a fan because only because uh, I've been rapping way longer than I've been smoking. Yep. So, right. and in the beginning, we're like in school and shit. I used to have friends of mine that be like, "Yo, hit the blunt, hit the blunt. I'll make you rap better." Blah blah. blah. And I'd be like, "Nah, bro. I want to do this shit like organically. I want to do it myself, bro." <laughs> right. And then like I moved out of like my house like unofficially at like sixteen, like sixteen to eighteen. I was like couch surfing. Damn, bro. That's that's young to be fucking couch surfing, man. <laughs> crazy home environment, bro. Just really crazy home environment. But and then like eighteen, I got my like first like space and i was like wow like i realized like how crazy the world really is like firsthand you know yep and um uh yeah that's where we kind of came in and made me realize like okay maybe the world's not such a shit place like <laughs> I, I will go ahead and say that i definitely feel like my my upbringing led me to smoking weed like 100 percent you know yeah. what I mean? And I actually will agree with Sam that smoking weed is what made me think that I could be a fucking rapper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I followed that shit all the way through, man. Fuck yeah, dog. You know what I mean? But cannabis has been such a huge thing for people. Uh, and even when you come from a, a tough upbringing, I mean, when you start smoking and you realize that you can actually get past that anxiety that comes with that upbringing because there's a lot of it that comes with that. I don't know, people don't know if you do, like, I know I had a rough upbringing too, not trying to take yeah. away from yours, but I'm just re relating to the fact that it, it changed how I dealt with, you know, with, with it, right. with that specific thing. Can, can I ask you a quick question in regards to that? Yeah. You, you know, I'm an open book, bro. Go ahead. So, so with, with regards to yours, like, how soon were you smoking before you were able to get actually get the med card? Oh boy, bro. I mean, the med card didn't come out until what was it? Maybe five years ago. Right. Right. I mean, and I'm fucking old, bro. <laughs> you may not realize it. I'm 36 though. So like I'm 36, bro. I, you ain't old. I, 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 I started smoking, uh, junior, junior, uh, the summer of between junior and senior year of high school. Right. Yep. And that's where pretty much shit started getting real crazy in my household too. And that's where like, that's where that came kicked in. And I didn't get my med card until, you know, like I said, pretty much when it first came out, I wasn't even the first to get it. My wife was because I didn't meet the requirements, right. I guess. But, um, I worked my way around that, obviously, <laughs> but um, it, you it, ever know, like a like a therapist that was telling you prior, like, oh, like, you might have like PTSD or you might have a little yes, like yes, I've have I've had done plenty of therapy, and I definitely first thing you know they called my issues ADD, 
<laughs> ADHD, you know, is what they really thought it was at first, but it really it was PTSD. <laughs> I was on that conservative, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Like, it was more like PTSD yeah. for me. So, like, that was the one thing that got me through there, and it also unlocked this other side, you know, where right. I became musically inclined somehow off smoking weed like everybody thinks they can you know like shit i could freestyle if i smoke by the way i suck at freestyling so that's just right off the fucking rip trash but <laughs> but cannabis is a is a big thing for me i've uh you know from the minute i smoked i started promoting i was always about it i was you know when i started rapping in 2005 i was the get high rapper that was always my thing i always promoted weed you know what i mean that was always just the, the thing because it was such a big part of me and you you're in your fucking name a smart kent you know what i mean like that's definitely always smart kent though no, he was not. And he, don't don't do the first one. But I wasn't always. I wasn't no, always I want to hear the kid. first one. What was the first one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I want to hear the first one. Come on, Sam, tell no. me that shit. I know oh, him as the original. I used to so give him words in seventh grade to spin at my kitchen counter. Oh yeah, off top freestyles. That's the best. But <laughs> freestyle harder than most people. <laughs> I can't hang with you, bro. But what was the name? I, I, I got to know what it was. All right, so I used to like when I was like seventh grade ballpark right the first rappers that i had introduced to was eminem and 50 cent right okay. but i didn't want people to be like i didn't want to like somehow tie in like an m playoff and be like you know so for whatever reason like i said bro i had a really weird fucking kind of broke upbringing you know not a lot of money growing up at all parents steal money for you you know yep and so i went by one cent for like I don't know, probably like six. No, seven you didn't, months. bro. One second. Like six months, probably. And then, like, it got changed to uh, Phenom. And I was Phenom for like. Like The Undertaker? Yeah. Like six, <laughs> six, seven years, bro. I was like, uh, like real young. I watched ESPN one day and they had uh, like a athlete on. It was like a baseball special. And they were like, yeah, this, this 19 year old Phenom. And I was like, that sounds hard. Like. <laughs> And so I went by Phenom for probably like six years, but then I started realizing how many other Phenoms there actually are, like Irv the Phenom, like there's this other Phenom out in Chicago who starts messaging me talking about, yo, we got the same name, this is a problem. I was like, man, I need to just change this shit before it's gone. <laughs> yo, I got the same, I got the same fucking by that point, And by that point, like cannabis became like way bigger of a role in my life, especially after the PTSD diagnosis. Um. You know, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the the brief history of it. I see you smoking now. What are you guys smoking on right now? That is something Zittles. special. What is it? Something it's special. It's called Zittles. That is Keef with oil infused joint, basically all rolled around the whole thing. You call it a fiddle? It's Zittles. Zittles. It's actually oh, called like a right. Oh wow! It came in a container. <laughs> yeah, it's got, like all this shit. <laughs> That's fancy Ooh. as fuck, bro. <laughs> Willy Wonka himself. Down Yo, I thought I my didn't... man was about to bust out the candies. I got the Skittles. I was like, the fuck out. No, I can already tell, but I'm going to get. <laughs> that joint's designed to get you faded. Are you, are, you a, are you a flower guy or are you a concentrate guy? I am, I have to say, flower. I love how Sam answers. <laughs> no, no, Sam, please, please tell. I want to hear more about uh, Sam in the back there. What is your favorite? Are you a flower guy or concentrate? Flower. 
all day. All day? Yeah, for sure. With a little bit of concentrate on top. Ooh, see, I like how you fucking work, Sam, because I I like doing dabs, but, like, them shits get me high as fuck. I'm not going to lie. I got my, my little E-rig here, and I love this fucking thing, but but I'm a flower guy also. But when you put a little bit of concentrate on top of the bowl, that takes you to a whole nother fucking level. Exactly. Ooh. That's how I like it. Damn. But I keep smoking the eyeball a little bit. Keep smoking the eyeball. You got to dust it out. Maybe you should got Yo, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn, yo, that's fucking wild. What's your favorite strain, yo? What do you? What do you? What kind of strain we spoke? I, I know we spoke together I, I, briefly I, on on love, uh, Saturday. I love sativas personally, uh, really? but my my last harvest, I will say, there was this fifty uh, fifty hybrid I did called uh, Purple Marmalade from uh, Soulfire. Woo! It's Purple a uh, Tropicana. marmalade. Yeah, it's Tropicana cookies crossed with YU jelly. Um, that oh was probably God. the best of the three that I ran for my last harvest. Dude, what? I loved it, man. Loved it. But normally I'm a big sativa guy. It helps me stay. It works very well with my ADHD for some reason. It just like helps me fucking Sat- stay focused, you know? Sativa used to give me anxiety, but that's no longer the case. I don't know what happened, but I find myself kind of gravitating uh towards the sativa during the day. it helps me go to sleep so right yeah no i hear you there definitely definitely you've how long have you been growing for man you, you just opened a brand new company you started deep water consultation which is fucking dope if you guys are ever looking to start a grow you can hit yes, up sir. my man spark kent he's actually got his has a whole page right now on uh instagram at ct hydro so so the ct hydro is like my personal little little med bro but you can check out what i've been doing there if you're curious if you're doubting the quality or anything like that or you know i don't know personally to answer your first question i've only been uh really growing now for about a year and a half i would say um if you scroll down i was gonna say there's one little picture video that's like a a picture video right here yeah on the right this one uh, oh go down too yeah that one that shows the the quality of the the last run that I just did, but oh, yes. Yeah, so deep water consultations though is the business Instagram. So if you're interested in any type of consultations, uh, installations in your house, custom design, um, and we're also currently building a seed slash merch room, trying to work with different members of the community, um, and we're also working with four top of the line genetics companies from all around the U.S. Uh, Twenty five different strains. Very excited to be bringing that to the table. What made you decide after growing for like only a couple of years that this was going to be the route to take? Like why, what made you start a consultation company? It's very rare. I would say that like things captivate me as much as like music did when I was younger, you know, like even like I have a project car downstairs been sitting for like four and a half years, you know, I'm still trying to work on it. But when it came to like uh, growing, cannabis, especially under uh, the medical side. Um, once I realized that I could do it with the med card, I was like, I want to dive as far into this as I possibly can. So I went out and bought a, um, I'm sure you're familiar. It's like the third gen uh, grow Bible. Yep. Uh, and I just like really studied that thing, especially on the hydroponic side. Um, and yeah, I just really fell in love with deep water culture. Uh, personally, right now, I'm doing recirculating deep water culture. 
uh, with an organic res. So okay, so you're uh, you're you specializing in in hydro, for sure. Specializing in hydro, but we're at this end of the day, we are an indoor garden supplier. So we specialize in giving you everything that you need, all in one, inclusively. Think of it like uh, some people will go online and buy a grow kit, but a lot of the times you're not happy with like the different brands that are involved or like the price is too high or you feel like it's too low and you don't, you know, again, it's a quality thing at that point. Um, I'm trying to take like the multiple weeks to months of guesswork and, and study work that it really takes to put together a quality garden on the first go, put it in your house within one day's time and educate you along the way as part of that. That's what I was actually going to ask. Is that something you also provide? Like aside from just obviously the setup service, like do you yeah. actually guide the, gr- <laughs> the, the grower on the end? Is that a, that's a feature you can do. That's pretty dope, man. We're in the uh, middle of like the branding process right now. Uh, so what that means for us is we're pretty much, we just started like a YouTube channel and we're going to be pumping out like a ton of like product reviews, informational stuff for people, the, especially at the first timers try to like really simplify it for people as much as possible. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I haven't been growing for 10 years, 20 years, like a lot of the people out here have, and they have my whole heart do, you know, due diligence and respect. Um, but I'm also kind of want to break the mold and show people that you can be brand new to this and you can get really nice results in the first try. I think that's actually a big thing because a lot of people get discouraged. When oh, they start growing and then it doesn't come out the way they expect. And all of a sudden, like, ah, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to waste my money on this again or waste my time because it does take yeah. time. You have to care for these plants. You know, you got you to love them. You know, you got to treat them like your kids pretty much. You yeah. know, I mean, I swear to God, I'm in my, my indoor for at least like an hour, maybe two hours a day. Some days it's like it really depends. It's Just trying to like really capture everything that's going on. Like I take notes in my phone of like every week. Okay, this is this. This is that. Like. Yeah. It's a lot of dedication. Yeah. A lot no, of dedication that someone can pay you to do for them. <laughs> What's that? I do. It's a lot of dedication that somebody can pay you to do for them. <laughs> I can't grow it for them, but I can certainly teach them. But that's a big, and, that's a big part the, of it, man. Yeah. And for the first year, obviously, you know, um, we are in terms of how we can market ourselves and brand ourselves for the first year, we are limited to, Obviously, we have to stay within certain, I would call PG guidelines um, until everything is fully kosher for the regular citizens who don't have a card to be able to grow it. So I think that's one of the biggest uh, obstacles that we're probably going to face. But, you know, I'm looking forward to, to trying to get you know past that and bring people some quality content and uh, obviously something the community, community can benefit from. So I got dry mouth right now. Yeah, me too, dude, like a motherfucker. <laughs> but... Check them out, Deep Water Consultations. If you guys are trying to do a grow and you're maybe not. Uh, the website's live right now. It's just deepwaterconsultations.com. Uh, we have all the socials up and running. They're very, very fresh, so bear with us. But if you go to the website, that looks a lot more official. That's dope, man. Are we going to get some new music soon, uh, aside from the new single you just released? Yeah, I've been trying to drop a single a month, but between like the business and, and everything else, you know, I'm a pretty busy man these days. I try to keep my girlfriend pleased and happy as well. <laughs> That's <laughs> always very important. <laughs> yes, sir. Dude, I would, uh, we got to let me know because I would love to, you know, do some work, man. We got to drop a track. Bro, I would love to do a song with you. I think I it's that would be that. the perfect collab, honestly. Hell get yeah. high with and spark cat. That That's what I, I mean, yo. It's like a match made in heaven, bro. A what? match yeah. made in heaven, yo. 
Dude, I just want to say thank you again so much for joining. Uh, it's been awesome talking to you, bro. Spark Kent on IG, CT Hydro, if you want to check out his grow deep water consultations. If, yes, you, if you guys want to find out more about that. And uh, listen, man, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Thank you so much. Yo, Sam, shout out my Sam in the back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Big part of this interview, bro. You were great. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, brother. Be good, y'all. Thank you for coming on. To be blunt, you already know. Don Taylor says, I would be happy with one nice plant. <laughs> Me too. I tried growing outside like three years in a row. And then right at the end of the season, I got fucking caterpillars all up in my shit. Ruined all my shit. And I gave up. But I'm going to hit up deep water consultations when I move into the new place. We're going to put a grow tent in the fucking studio. And we're going to rise to the cream of the crop. Damn right. So check them out. There's a hike coming on this weekend, right? Uh, I don't know. Is there? <laughs> Is there a hike this weekend? Put it in the chat. Next week. Listen, next week, y'all, we're bringing back the fun where we're going to be giving away a big prize pack to be announced on Instagram this weekend. We're bringing back the game shows. Craigslist prices right returns next week. It's going to be a huge episode. Uh, Spark Kent, if you still listen and I see you in there, Terrapin Terpene Genetics says he wants to hook you up with some genetics for your shop. So uh, make sure you hit him up. He says thank you. I see him in the backstage lobby. So make sure you guys hook up. That'll be dope. Yes, so we got a hike. Connecticut putting on another hike this weekend, Sunday, at the Sleeping Giant. And I believe that's Meriden. Sleeping Giant, if you're from Connecticut, you already know where that is. Uh, 10 a.m. Uh, bring some weed and go hike with some fellow stoners. And make sure you like, subscribe, follow, share, most importantly, the show, the social media pages, the Apple Podcast page, the Spotify page. Do it all. Or, of course, just visit us at www.2bbluntpodcast.com. That's 2bbluntpodcast with the number two. And, of course, at 2bbluntpodcast on all major platforms. For sure, Hammond. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hook you up, bro. He's going to hook you up. And you already know the drill. We'll see you next week. Same weed time. Same weed channel.
Thank you, Lemon Lover.